2: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Somebody Date Us. It's Carly. It's Lauren. It's a Sal. It's Mike. All right, Lauren, why should you be single? I should be single this week because I just, like, I've been PMSing the last couple of days, and I've just been, like, a Same. bottomless pit. Like, I, like, co- like I last night I ate the weirdest combinations of things like I made like a full dinner and then like two minutes later I'm like I'm still hungry so then I ate a bowl of frosted flakes and then a Sal I bought a package of seaweed snacks because I was like I need to give these another try after a Sal mentioned them like so then I ate a whole package of seaweed snacks I don't know how I didn't grow up with this gross combination of food like <laughs> I just like I can't be satisfied right now I'm like I just can't stop eating like weird shit and like non-stop like <laughs> so that's why I should be single because no one could make me full how <laughs> um, would you like the seaweed snack you know when the first one I had I was like Carly is right this tastes like I'm eating the ocean um, the ocean is delicious as, but then I ate the whole package Like, as, as I was eating them I liked them more and more and then I was like I think I would I just got like sea salt ones I think I would really enjoy flavored ones I think that's what I, I did like them. I would buy them again, but I would like to try some different flavors.
1: Okay. Do they come in different flavors? Is there like a Chipotle? Like what's going on?
2: I've never
0: had any other flavor other than the original, but Carly had mentioned mm. that one
2: time that they do. Come yeah, I, I saw some online that were like jalapeno. They did okay. have like a Chipotle one. They had a lime one. I'm like, okay, hey, I could get behind. These. But like, I don't know where you're supposed to buy them other than like online, but mm-hmm. also. We'll see. You said you're PMSing. I think we
0: discussed this like a couple months ago. Are we all in the same cycle? Because I'm PMSing too. I'm feeling
1: it, (laughs) girl. I'm feeling it. I
2: am right now. Wait, is Is, is everyone on their period right now? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, guys. That explains a lot.
0: Um, okay, why I should be single. So yeah. yes. I feel like I'm yelling again. I'm so sorry to our listeners. You're not yelling.
1: Horrible person. No, I'm not, go ahead. You're fine. Um
0: so I everybody knows I love taking showers. I take like four showers a day if possible. Like four is like pushing it, but like three for sure. Um, especially in the summer. Especially now that I'm in quarantine. It's like I have nothing else to do other than like shower because <laughs> it's fun and it feels nice. So I like do this thing where like, let's say JB's over and he's taking a shower, but then we decide to go on like a really quick walk around the block and take Joey for a little walk. We come back inside. It's hot out. We like, you know, we were sweating a little bit and like, I'm like, you're not going to sit on the couch, are you? Like, go take a shower. <laughs> and I make him take a shower. I also always shower before bed, and make him do the same thing. So, I because yeah, I just make people shower. I mean, Lauren, you know this about me. I, like, it would tell you that I'd make people shower before getting into my bed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but the couch thing I understand, because the other day, Arnold walked here, and he was so sweaty, like, his shirt, you could see the big sweat stain on his back because he was wearing a backpack. And then I just sat on my couch and I was like, "Can you like take your shirt off or something?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big no-no for me. Like,
1: just let the kid live. Jeez, <laughs> he came all this like, way to see you. I'm sorry. I know. I don't know why I'm. It's Paul. true.
2: All this way, it's like he all this walked way. across all this the country. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Okay, guys, shall we chat about our very special guest for this week's episode? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Guys, I'm really excited about this one. I know I feel like I say that whenever we have a guest, but like, this this is really fun. fun. And this is really good. No, it's great. She's awesome. Carmelia Ray. Uh, She is an internationally acclaimed celebrity matchmaker, reality TV host, author, speaker, and online dating expert. Um, she has decades of experience in matchmaking and online dating and her career. In her career, she has helped over 7,000 clients and interviewed over 65,000 singles on the issues, challenges, and successes of dating. So let's just say she knows a lot about this knows whole thing. She knows her shit. She knows it. Like, yeah. She is a wealth of information for even if you aren't single right now. So I hope you enjoy um, without further ado, let's all welcome. America. Okay. Uh, so, welcome and thank you for joining us. Um, I wanted to kick things off before we dive into all of the questions we have for you because we have so many. Um, I wanted to just start with why don't you just tell our listeners a bit about yourself and what it is that you do?
3: Oh, man. Uh, well, the short of it is that I am a matchmaker and dating expert or online dating expert, and I typically work with busy entrepreneurs and corporate executives that are finding it challenging to meet the right person online and in real life. So I support people in that search to finding a partner. In addition, I've had a television show called Mom Versus Matchmaker. So I'm a TV host. I'm often in the media talking about whatever we're going to be talking about, like dating, <laughs> online dating, what's up with you know, apps and what are people dealing with, pandemic dating. So, I'm literally sort of considered a resource or authority in the space. So I'm very happy to, you know, share what I've learned and uh, answer your questions.
0: So, I For would so. love to know <laughs> how you got into matchmaking. Like, what was it um, that made you start this?
3: You know, it's so funny. It goes back to 1992. So this year is 28 years that I've been in the business. And I say that because half the time people are listening, weren't even born in that year. <laughs> so <laughs> it was in 92 that I, I uh, yeah, uh, I uh, was applied for a job at a dating service. Uh, it, Cause back then it wasn't really called a matchmaking company. It's like a dating service where, you know, people signed up, they, they, Filled out a form that came in the mail and I Jeez. worked in a call center and like picked up a real phone and dialed it like this is the, wow. the, the environment I grew up in. So I really just applied for this job at a, a call center booking appointments for people who were curious about what this dating service was. And I, I just never, that part-time job ended up becoming my full-time career because I just really loved and I love helping people, talking about dating and relationships. So I got paid to gossip. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with a positive outcome, you know, gossip with yeah, a positive outcome. Yeah. Talking yeah. about what works, what doesn't work. And and that's how I started. I Just literally an ad in a sweatshop, like way back when. <laughs> yeah.
2: That must be so interesting to like be with the industry for so long and seeing it evolve like so dramatically
3: <laughs> yeah and you know day by day I you know year after year something new is happening in this space and and you know COVID um, really tested daters and dating apps to figure out the video platform because just yeah. five ten years ago we like video platform video dating wasn't even in like available. Right. So there have been some massive shifts, but to your point, yes. Uh, with, we didn't have social media. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have, I feel like the old person in the room now, like we literally didn't, you know, I couldn't text my kids. We had pagers. Okay. I grew up in (laughs) pagers. Um, so yeah, the evolution of dating is really interesting and, and there it's, it can be really noisy as well. And there's a lot of option and choice and people can actually feel very disconnected because there is you know phones to the face all the time and nobody wanting to talk to each other it's just like emojis you know so (laughs) it's changed a lot um and I've learned a lot and so we, as i as a entrepreneur and as a dating expert, I too have to adapt my coaching style, you know, what I learned, how to deal with modern day dating problems that didn't exist literally like just years ago, D- these problems didn't exist, the ghosting and catfishing and breadcrumbing and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure you have, like make, you have to try to like make sense. You have
2: to try to make sense of all these things that are like so hard to make sense of yeah
3: i sometimes i just don't make sense of it i just try to try to make uh the experience a little better or offer a perspective that is um less miserable
2: (laughs) (laughs) i like that yeah
3: yeah yeah so so i have a
2: question so um i know that you you know you you know, you've got this job uh, as part-time working in the call center and involved into this amazing career. Uh, but even before that, did you just have a general knack for matchmaking? Were you the one uh, that your friends could count on for... Hooking them up with people. Like, did you ever play that role even before getting into this, or was it? No, just- I,
3: I, I hadn't because uh, there's, there's a bit of an evolution. Be- I was, I was always a people person. So the one thing that, that, and I was never shy. So I think having the, op- the ability to be nosy, like I was paid to be nosy and getting your business, right? Yeah. And people, and I, I would ask things really quickly because I'm just naturally curious. So I think the, the reason I I thrived so well is that it was based on getting to know people and based on and finding a solution to a problem and it's also very um like inspirational. I think I've always been the kind of person like if somebody's feeling down and out or bummed I'm like what's up? Like like what's going on? cuz I've been there. I've been the I've been the one that's been down and out and and bummed out. And so it's always great to to have that that outside force or or person that you can um, lift you up, so yeah, it's not like I I I started matchmaking. I started in a sales position because calling on the phone isn't really putting people together, yeah. right? It was through the sales role of putting people together that then over time it's like you know what I think I want to be the one meeting the singles in person because there's different roles. You're either talking to them and booking the appointment or you're meeting them face to face and you're a salesperson or a relationship counselor. I was only 21 at the time. So to me, sit in front of a CEO, a 45 year old getting advice from a 21. No, that wasn't going to (laughs) happen. It wasn't until my thirties, like, like 28, 29, I started going to events and when I turned 30 and and I had nine years in the dating industry at that point, having talked to at least, you know, thousands of singles, I'm like, you know what? I think I want to try the matchmaking part of it, like- I, I was always very curious about what everyone else was doing, but because I worked in a company that that um, everyone had a role, like there was the accounting department, there was the marketing department. So for us, you, there were callers or the telemarketers, there were the salespeople, which are the counselors, and then there were the matchmakers. So there was a completely separate department that actually made the decision of does Sue match with John or whatever. (laughs) So I wasn't really part of that until years later. However, I heard the stories, right? And Mm -hmm. I heard the firsthand, like I was the barrier to entry of whether or not we were going to allow you to join our service. Because if you were somebody that we didn't want or your view of women or men was just like, no, this is not the service for you, you know, Ashley Madison's over there, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, whatever that looked like. Literally, it was just over there. Yeah. Oh, okay, exactly, here in Toronto. Anyway, um, so it wasn't until I, uh, uh, several years after that I started to understand and appreciate what compatibility really meant. And in the beginning, as a young person, 2021, 20, literally 2021 when I started – it was it was a job to me it it wasn't the the career totally. that i have now right mm. so it became a man i i don't want to hear the negative stories if 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 a, a salesperson was telling somebody the wrong thing or or somebody wasn't getting matched or you're hearing Bad reviews because you know we're in that society where if it's yeah. not working, I started to question, hey, do I really want to be telling people this is an amazing company if we're not doing what we say we're doing um, and by the time that I ended up leaving in 2010 to do my own thing, I had experienced a lot of change in ownership. I had experienced a lot of ups and downs as all businesses do i I was I had worked for several franchises of dating companies and matchmaking agencies where you could see, you knew who the good guys were, and mm-hmm. you also knew who the timeshare people were. you know the the ones that like you, you cry and they buy. like it just was terrible. It was yes. so terrible, yeah. right? So I, I i like to think the matchmaking world now, particularly in, in that I can control the experience for my clients, I don't want to take anybody on that I feel I can't help positively. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. There are some people that we don't have a hundred percent success rate, Mm -hmm. but what we do offer is that support, the understanding, the communication, and also, uh, you know, figuring out where can we improve? What needs to change in order to shift the results for this person. It's always a a learning process. So you're based in Toronto, correct? Yes. So
2: where your clients that you work with, are they like just in Toronto?
3: Are they across the country? Are they around the world? They're 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 most of my clients are, are in across North America. So major cities, California, LA, New York, Vancouver, Calgary, Chicago, Boston. So like across North America, I have a few, my coaching clients are around the world. So mm-hmm. I have several coaching clients mm-hmm. in Europe. I have some matchmaking clients in Europe, but I collaborate. So really, I'm, and, and of course, when you look at your social media and my Facebook and my Instagram, and when I do lives, hey, from, from Nigeria, hey, from Philippines, hey, from UK, <laughs> like, I literally have um, eyeballs from all over the world that mm-hmm. are asking me advice. Just before this call, I had an email from a, a woman and she's like, I think I need your help. The guy I'm seeing <laughs> is pulling away. I don't know why he's pulling away. I need to figure this out. And so, of course, and I, I asked, where are you from? How did you? And she's like from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. I, yeah, they're, they're from everywhere, but mainly North America, I would say. What cool. is like age demographic
0: that, um, you know, calls you up, emails you?
3: For matchmaking clients, the, the age demographic is 35 plus. I think for most of the people who are at the point where they want to hire a professional matchmaker mm-hmm. – Mm-hmm. They definitely are at that stage in life where they've, they, they're have they they're comfortable with where they're at in their workspace. I've even had clients and coaching clients that are between 25 and 35, and uh, some matchmaking clients that are like sort of 28, 29, but their level of maturity yeah. is so far mm-hmm. off from like the normal millennial. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> Now we but have Generation we just... Z. I'm the mother of of gen, two Generation Zs and an alpha baby. So I got kids in, in every. Whoa,
1: what's an alpha baby? Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I never I
3: know. Heard that one. Alpha is 2010 and under.
1: Oh, what? Why yeah, they so, make so she was cool born in two,
3: She was. She's an. I have an alpha baby. She's born in 2016. Oh. So anything 2010 and under is alpha. Gen Z is 2011 and to to about like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. And then okay. millennials is up it's, to like yeah. I know the 39 and 38 year olds are like <laughs> squeezing into the millennials. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so
2: old hearing that. I'm like <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> people born after the,
3: under like in 2010. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that's so crazy yeah, that's I noticed. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're so they're tough. babies and the alpha generation were born with smartphones in their yeah. hands and it's not yeah a lie like that's literally <laughs> she's three she goes she knows how to get on my like she knows how to swipe a call if it's interrupting her youtube channel she's like mine like she literally is like i don't you can't talk to my mommy i'm watching tv right now like <laughs> we're,
2: Sorry, we're so in trouble with that
3: next generation oh my so, god
2: so the age demographics what about um are these people who are looking for love for the first time or are these people maybe second, third, uh, marriages or what, what is, who are the people that you're mostly helping? Like what is their uh, relationship history?
3: Two categories. I have an assistant matchmaker and love coach Leanne. She works with all of our millennial clients. So the millennial clients are first time married, Wants to have kids for the mm-hmm. most part, right? So I, and that goes up to 41. So the 28 to 41 are, most of them are first timers. Uh, but you know, I know a lot of 38, 37, they've got kids, they're divorced, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, lots. I was divorced when I was 38 with two young kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots yeah lots of people in the 30s that are single and divorced so um and then of course most of the people that are 40 plus and not exclusively most of them are looking for this their second partnership divorced and they want to uh find another life partner you know part two Uh, dating part two but that being said I have many clients that I'm thinking about now that are in their, uh, you know, late forties and some that have never been married and just waited. So there never is, Mm -hmm. I get these generalization questions, but there's never a one size fits all, but to your point, for sure, 40 plus, usually second time around under 40, usually first time around and not exclusively. Right. Mm Right. And so like, how does the
2: process work? So if I wanted you to find me the love of my life (laughs) and I knocked on your door, like, walk us through like high level um, where you would take us or like what what you would do to work with us and and help find a match for us.
3: Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, then you're going to go to my website. Absolutely. You know, CarmeliaRay.com. So most, see, the funny thing is a lot of my private clients have actually come to me through a referral. So okay. I helped someone, like a new, my most recent client, came to me from a happy client who's with his girlfriend you got to help my business partner not because i (laughs) have to but like Mm -hmm. and he's super eligible let me just say that so i have (laughs) i'm so excited to work with him it's like woo, you know and you know he wasn't ready to uh, hire me or work with me because he was ending a relationship in january and so it takes time right Mm -hmm. so So assuming you heard about me through some way, let's say podcast, you hear Carmelia Ray, you go to the website and right on there, it says apply, join the database or apply to be a client. So no matter what, it goes to the same form. Mm -hmm. So when somebody uh, applies to become a client, they fill out some basic info. So the stuff that I collect, Lauren, initially is, you know, name, phone number, email, uh, work, like the basics. What are the basic things I need to know about this person? What do they do yep. for a living? What's their marital status? Normally, what happens is I'll review that application, and within twenty-four to forty-eight hours, depending on how busy we are, one of our call uh, of our reps will call them or or will go through the information, and if we feel that they could be a fit for a matchmaking client, because. People can just join the database, just to be clear. If you just want to sit on the bench, right, the Mm single bench and be like, you know, I want to be here in case I'm a match for your clients. Because I only work with clients who are paying to be matched. So you can join for free and hang out, or you can pay me to put attention on you and try to help Mm -hmm. you find the love of your life, right? So, it. You fill out a form. Normally, we, we go through a phone interview. And then if we determine that we should do this right now, which is the video interview, yeah, we mm-hmm. would do that. And frankly, during the last couple of weeks, and even during COVID, I have met with my new clients at their office, at their private residence. I'll go with whatever feels comfortable and safe. And so I've, I socially distance Um, at several new clients places, they're on this side of the couch, I'm on this side Mm -hmm. of the couch. But of course, those are also clients that were comfortable with doing that. So the Mm -hmm. next step, usually I go through a a matchmaking intake. So it's a pretty in-depth assessment and I'm spending anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half in person, it's like your first date, but it's your first date with a matchmaker. Okay. Um, and you know, it's funny because a lot of people get nervous on their first hell date yeah. with me. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, gonna, you're about <laughs> to dig deep. so like, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, cause we do get deep pretty quick, mm-hmm. but again, if, and this is the same process, Lauren, if you're a coaching client, because I also coach people, right? Mm-hmm. You can be a coaching client or a matchmaking client. We go deep, we go fast pretty quickly, but that's how you get results, right? Mm-hmm. And and of course, some people are like onions and some people are like flowers and they blossom at different <laughs> areas. For and, sure. Um, and so if, if I've determined that you're somebody that I can help and you've determined... I borrowed this from a girlfriend of mine. Her name is Maria Agatina. She is the CEO of Agape Match in New York. She's a very well-known New York matchmaker, but she, she had said to me and I keep this phrase, it stuck with me. Your first match is with your matchmaker. Are we a fit to work Mm -hmm. together? Mm -hmm. Do you believe that I'm going to support you? Are we on the same page? And guess what? I've, I've not had to break up with a lot of people, but I've had to break up with some people during the process because we just either didn't see eye to eye or um, something changed along the course of our relationship, right, so it's really important that you establish how it's gonna go, right? And so I offer a number of packages to work with me again, either as a coach, as a private client, as an international client, do you want to meet local? Do you want to meet in North America? Do you want to le- meet across the world? So those different levels and tiers of our involvement in your participation will dictate the price, right? Mm-hmm. And it also depends to on your age and your matchability and how marketable you are. So in reality, and and I just call a spade a spade. Like if it's gonna be tough mm-hmm. and, and and you have these strict criteria or what you're looking for is like the most impossible unicorn, I will <laughs> say, uh, oh, this this might be tough. It's gonna take this long, or I'm gonna need to use this resource. So I've got my regular standard fees, and then there's the okay. Do I can I even do this mm-hmm. conversation? Yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You're asking yeah. The, the impossible, man. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: and <laughs> sometimes people know that, right? So, what if someone has um, paid you and they want you to find them a match, and you just cannot find them the right
3: person? What What happens there? That's a, a knock on wood. Fortunately, that is never again, because there is such a, an in-depth interview process from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, we, we make sure that those things do not happen, but in the case where I might feel like, Oh, I'm in over my head. We've had this conversation. I'm a reasonable businesswoman. If it's mm-hmm. not going to work out, we'll have that discussion and we'll work out an agreement that makes sense for us right or i might refer you to another matchmaker or it might convert to a coaching program whatever the case is i want to find an amicable agreement and way for both of us to feel comfortable in that arrangement sure. so what so as far as the matchmaking process goes you
2: bring two people together what does the first date look like? Is that something that you help to set up or do you kind of leave it to them to... Never
1: figured out.
3: Okay, she's there in the background with her phone. She's like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no. Oh my God! The reason you hire a matchmaker is because you don't want to have to decide where should we go, what should we do. Particularly during COVID, it's now like, are you wearing gloves? Are you wearing a mask? Is this patio open? Are you going to social distance? Don't kiss. Don't touch. Like, like all of the different nuances. Yeah. So um, we usually always, uh, we, we offer dig, date, digital concierge and a dating concierge. So we'll literally set up and make the reservations, call the place, make sure you both arrive. Like it's, it's very white glove in that case. Nice. So yeah. It, you, you're, and, and not only that, we don't usually exchange phone numbers until the day before of the date Or the day of, because we just don't want people grilling each other before they meet and and doing what they would normally do. They're going to Google, they're creeping, they're doing all that stuff. Gotta do my due diligence. uh, Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) However, I mean, these are the conversations that we talk with singles to say, look, we just feel like the best uh, and most organic way to meet someone is to is you've trusted that we've done the screening, we have vetted the the match. There's a reason we're putting this together, and and that's that also is has to do with coaching. If and many sometimes people just look for for whatever reason, maybe they're not comfortable or whatnot, and it's about working through the client issue. Sometimes people will focus on the what what what's not like on the list, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or let's sure. say let's say it's hype because this one is just always a uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah we're guilty of it I think.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. uh, Not me. You right. uh, and also it could be appearances. Like a lot of times it's appearances and mm-hmm. and that's why with like the clients who hire me they get a professional photo shoot. Like I do not want their photo to be judged, even though it's going to be judged. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. to have everyone on a level playing field. Smart. Right. And and I have had people say no to the the online photo and then yes to the real photo and yeah. be like, or the in-person go, that's not this that is not the same person. Same person. Right? Yeah. yeah like this didn't take much but sometimes it's like i had to do something to look presentable (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah i don't just especially if i know i'm going on camera like i'm gonna make a little bit of an effort so that i feel confident and i can feel presentable and not like i just woke up out of bed and didn't have time to like make an impression so and the effort you put into you show up is also going to be uh, reflected in your results and not always right like because some people will, will think I've done I've done everything I did the photo shoot I'm on eight dating apps I'm like and and they're not something's not triggering or working and, and we try to figure out what that is
2: so obviously you've worked with so many different people you've coach so many different people and talk to all these different singles throughout your career. I'm curious like if there's any like patterns you see in terms of like the biggest common challenges that singles face. Like I'm sure you've seen all sorts of things, but is there any that come up a lot
3: for you? Yes. I think everybody's the blanket answer is that everybody gets in their own way, period, Mm-hmm. Everybody gets in their own way. There is, there's Speak an, ex- <laughs> yeah. and and that shows up in what our what we think a relationship looks like, what we think a partner looks like, how are, how we, um, show up in our perception of how we want things to look like a lot of times this goes back to and i'm not a psychotherapist i don't know if anybody here is is anybody (laughs) if you've ever ever read the book attached by adam levine about different attachment styles Mm -hmm. and what people go through oftentimes their past relationships their past hurts or experiences or sometimes their lack of experience gets in the way because if something doesn't look a certain way or feel a certain way or they're attached to how something's supposed to go and all of a sudden there's a fork in the road and they think this fork in the road is bad when this fork in the road is normal mike is like yeah are you speaking to me pretty much (laughs) you know they give up let me give you a, a primary example. Uh, oh, I don't want to say, no, I can't give you an example because I don't want to give away, my clients listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay, okay. Let, me,
3: let me give you the example of where, you know, for men, sometimes there's a lot of pressure to pay on a date, right? Mm-hmm. And there is, and now with COVID, like, thank goodness, guys are getting a break everywhere because their own <laughs> drinks, making their own meals, which is great. But let's just say, you know, you had a bad date uh, before this new date. And one of your experiences was, you know, the, the lady you went out with, she ordered the most expensive thing on the menu. She didn't even offer to pay. You were not compatible at all. And after that date, you kind of felt like that sucked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now you go on a new date with a completely different person who doesn't expect you to pay but it's a first date and you still are carrying this, I paid for this last date with this last woman who ordered the most expensive thing and now you're (laughs) on a date with this super sweet girl or woman or or guy, whoever Mm -hmm. you're on a date with and they're getting the brunt of your disappointment because they have to pay for that date and now they're pissed off about it, right? Like, Like that happens. It, it could even be, you know, texting communication create, creates such anxiety for people. It's like, totally. eight, yeah. I've had people literally say, he's not my type. Why is he not your type? Well, I texted him at eight and it's like one o'clock and he hasn't te- texted me back. <laughs> okay, I get it. So that for you, is enough to just call it quits? It, that doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that just doesn't make sense to me. So, and and that's likely based again. It's not an isolated case. It, it's usually triggered by an experience that happened before. Someone was a poor communicator, and instead of just expressing and being vulnerable and clear about what you're you're looking for in communication, you won't communicate. You'll just. Uh, you know, pass it off as they're not the person for you and you're, you'll go on to the next date hoping this guy's going to text you back in like an hour because that's appropriate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, But you don't communicate that. So some people yeah. aren't are texters like that. Like I, I try to be, I usually in all of my agreements, I say, give me 24 to 48 hours to respond. Um, and if it's beyond that, please don't hesitate to ping me I don't play games. Like if I didn't respond, I likely missed it accidentally or whatever, but please let me know that, that I need to call you or that I've missed something. Cause it, it's very likely the case. So I love people that can follow up, but I'm also very clear to people about my communication style. I'm pretty responsive. I prefer text over email. And even though I say that I still have people emailing me, when texting is my preferred thing to do, right? So, <laughs> right? It's so challenging. The biggest thing, Lauren, that gets in the way is past experiences, assumptions, yeah. beliefs, and disappointment when they set the bar so high, so high and it's just like, oh, they didn't meet that. Well, you just wanted to fail. It's almost like they're, I mm-hmm. knew she wasn't going to do this or I knew she wasn't going to yeah. do that. And it's it's that mindset of, It didn't work before. This is probably not going to work now. So it's it's putting their foot, like their toe in. And even that toe is like, is a reluctant toe in the Mm -hmm. water.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm like guilty for everything you just said. (laughs) I've totally been like that.
3: (laughs) Uh, And so you can't catch it, right? So that's, that's the issue is you don't even know that you're doing it and then sometimes people are very righteous about it like this it's my way or the highway because and no partnerships that i've ever been in operated with i being at the source of it's it's not it's it's we not me right it's we not me (laughs) so so
2: and i know that you also offer coaching, but is that part of the coaching process to help get people out of that mindset to kind of rethink and relearn behaviors or their preconceived notions, really pulling them out of there and like resetting them back to like neutral so that they're
3: good to go on the next date. Is Always. that something that you also Always. do? And yeah? with okay. clients that need a pep talk before a date, I also yeah. try to get post date feedback. Like I tell them, look, if it's not too late or even if it's late, just call me, let me know how it goes if you need to go to the bathroom and just, and you need an emergency, like if I can be available to the client, I will. I, but a lot of the time, we also do post-date surveys, right? So let us know, how did it go? What did we miss? What did you like? What didn't you like? What was, what, what was disappointing? What did you expect? Like, so it's always, um, a learning process and fine tuning. And we take notes. Uh, We literally have, like I have a um, a matchmaking CRM. Obviously we have a management system. And then when a day comes back, both people are given their forms. Both people send it back. We update it. And it's kind of like, again, I don't want to use gossip, but you give your feedback to your girlfriends how to go, right? Mm -hmm. We learn from that. And sometimes it's, you know what? Wasn't a fit or I wasn't attracted or, ooh, I'm so excited. They, we also talk about dates before they even happen. What, do you, what should I wear? Uh, what activity should we do? So it's so great to have that confidant in this area. But Carly, yeah. to, your, to your point, if I notice someone's not excited about someone or I'm presenting a match, and this happens a lot – I'll present a match to someone and the, and the client may not be excited. I'm excited about the match and the client is whole hum about it. And of Mm -hmm. course I can't make them be happy about the recommendation. I'd love them to be happy about it. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it involves me to get deeper. What, what, what about this profile is not vibing with you? Like what about this scenario are you uncomfortable with you know well i'm not really open to dating this ethnicity or this workplace or this he doesn't have uh, he or she doesn't have a master's or i mean people prioritize (laughs) so different things like they live in a part of the neighborhood i don't like like it just (laughs) is right it's Yeah. And it's not my, it's not my issue. It's only, it's my issue to kind of look at behaviors and say, is this hindering your possibility of meeting someone that could be a great connection for you? And are you more committed to just like the perfect person walking in your life or do you want to enjoy this process and maybe say yes to some no's, you know, like just, I'm not saying a, a, a sheer no, But I'm also not, um, I've been around long enough and through personal experience to know that people can grow on you and that chemistry is Mm -hmm. something that happens on a video call. Like, it's so hard to do that, right? Including um, a picture, so yeah it's one of the probably the most frustrating parts about me is is pretending it's kind of like if you hate broccoli and I'm the mom, and I'm like, but it's so good for you <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, this broccoli is so good for that. I don't want broccoli you know oh I mean, yeah, I wish you could just see it, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. sometimes people feel like they're being fed broccoli, and that's the way to, that's the way it works um
0: I've got a question so. Um, what have you seen, um, or have you seen any changes or shifts in your business because of COVID?
3: The, the, the massive shift is directing people and helping them prepare for video calls. Mm-hmm. Um, including, you know, their background, their setup, their computer, what they wear, like the, all the nuances, the ring light, if they're going to get one, the mic, if they're going to get one, like how to operate the background, because, yeah. you know, that is, there are so many ways to not manipulate, but to to, to create a mood and environment that's inviting. Um, and if you're stressed about like what your house looks like or what your face looks like or what you're wearing or what you're saying you can't be present. So I really focus a lot on training people to be present on camera and then also just being comfortable on camera. Cause the other concern is like you're recording this and people have recording um, equipment. And, and I get that, that that's a real concern about like doing video because Mm -hmm. particularly if you're a public figure, or just anybody's important, like it doesn't you don't even have to be a public figure to to be concerned about you being recorded on a date, so mm-hmm. so, that, so some things are real considerations, right, and so maybe the video call is short to to just see if there's a connection to say, You know, for me, I feel most comfortable with a social distance date. Let's meet in person, but i you know I'm happy to do this just. So that you know that I'm real, exactly. Uh, but I'm really not comfortable with with video for these reasons, right? So, you. So I really try to stretch people uh, and and stretch out of their comfort zone because if and that's my job. My job is to create as many possibilities, new possibilities, and try new things. That's why they hired me. They didn't hire me so I could follow what they were doing. They're hiring me so that I can teach them something and and open the door for a different opportunity. And so I've been focusing a lot on that. The other thing is, of course, what are the safe places to meet and date? Where can we go um, now that there's so limited events? How can I create a presence online without going on a dating app maybe? And then if I'm using a dating app, of course, the conversation is around how can, how can your uh, profile perform better? How can you have better messaging? How can you be more responsive? Like the list goes on and on about improving your online dating experience. And the biggest um, support that a lot of people need is to stay with it. Because it just feels like a job. Like it's like, uh, oh, yeah, you know. And then one negative swipe or one, you know, bad experience. It's hard to pick yourself up from, you know, and a person that wasn't nice or they said a mean thing or you're just like, again, is this humanity? Is this what I have? Handle- <laughs> You know, there, there? My life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are so many eye roll moments in online. And then there's also the side, if you're having a positive experience, because there's a lot of people that I talk to that love online. Da- like they love online dating. And of mm-hmm. course that means their experience is better, right? Like they're mm-hmm. obviously yeah. having, they feel like there's an abundance. Sure. They're, 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 they're dating a lot of people. I have one former coaching client. She literally went on 50 dates in a month. Oh, my goodness. she's a lawyer, okay? She went on 50 dates, and, and kudos to her. I'm not going to say who she is, but I'm like, you should write a book about that month. She um, should. Like
2: did, ah. she meet, like, did she meet the She right met a ton. She it. didn't
3: meet. See, the thing is, she was dating for volume in this case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, clearly, she was dating for <laughs> volume. <laughs> there, yeah. we, we, we talked about narrowing the, the margin for... Um, you know, meeting in person. And so what that taught her was I can date volume, it's mm-hmm. easy to attract guys. So how do I have um, better conversations or more? Mm-hmm. How can I tighten up my screening process? So I'm not wasting as much time with, uh, guys that just were just clearly, if I asked one or two more questions, I wouldn't have been on a date with this guy. Right. So, yeah.
2: And I'm sure she like in going on 50 dates, like I definitely was never going on 50 dates a month, but when I was single, I was going on quite a few dates and like, I found I learned a lot so much about myself and also like things that I thought I wanted, I find that in a person and be like, I don't really think this is what I like. I think my vision of what I thought I wanted is completely different. The more I like date, the more I meet new people and like have conversations. But with You people.
3: see, I love that story because Lauren, so many people uh, don't, like, they rely on on looking for the person who they think they wanted. And if anything else shows up that's not that picture, they're discounting that. They're not even entertaining it. And mm. what, I, what I what I like, what you said is, you had to do a lot of dating to discover that about yourself. And I don't totally. think you can, you know, and, and they ask you then all the time, how do I get better at, like, um, you know, a conversation. I'm like, have more conversations. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do it more and, often. Practice and not, perfect. And not with yourself. Like, like have yeah. Get
1: uncomfortable. Yeah.
3: Get uncomfortable. Absolutely. So speaking um, about da- uh, um, dating,
2: sorry, Lauren, to cut you off, no, but you're probably what asking are some, the same thing. Probably. But what are some tips and tricks? Like what can you give us to really help, um, single folks out there, really optimize our dating profiles, whether it's pictures. I know that your service, you offer an entire photo shoot, which, which I think is just awesome because I think, yeah. um, let's be realistic, when it comes to online dating, uh, the first thing that you're going to notice or become attracted to, it's going to be the photos. It's going to be the content that you're seeing. And then comes the bio that's very much secondary, depending on the person, of course, but let's be realistic here. We're all humans. Um, so what are some of your like tips, if you can give us any? Uh, We would love to hear your expertise on really optimizing our dating profiles.
3: Well, Carly, it's so funny that you've said the number one thing. And I'm sure if you ladies and Magic Mike can attest, they clearly didn't get that memo, right? Like there are still so many people that have inappropriate, when I say inappropriate photos, (laughs) they're not flattering. They're not accurate. They're not clear. They're falsely, they're misleading. So if you do nothing more but literally go find yourself a decent photographer, a good friend, somebody who cares about you, oh, and yeah. tell them <laughs> why you're doing <laughs> Yes, yeah, someone yeah. who wants you to succeed, and tell them what it's for. What are you using this for? Okay, so that's number one, because. The other thing yeah. is when somebody just takes a selfie, it's more, it's more acceptable for women to take selfies, but I, I hear this a lot. It's like, don't you have friends? Don't you have anybody that can like take a <laughs> photo of you? Or, or don't you have like a tripod or something? Like just take a picture of yourself. So that's one. Yeah. Um, the second thing, of course, to grab that attention, it's going to be that the, the, the most flattering, um, you know, flirty, fun, accurate photo of yourself. I, I, I cannot stress that enough. Secondly, of course, is in what you do write about yourself and how do you optimize that profile? Two things. A lot of people forget that it's, you're not just trying to introduce yourself and who you are. And I always say, try to do those things in story form. Tell a really cool story about yourself to show how you're funny or to show how you're passionate or to show how you're whatever your top three qualities are. So I'll, let's do this in real time. Um, Mike, mm. what, are three, what are three things that you, like think a woman should know about, or God, I don't know, I don't know your preference. <laughs> yeah, let's go with women, let's go with okay. women. Okay. It's 2020, but let's go with women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so if you were looking to attract a woman, what are three things you'd want her to know about you upfront? Or anything about your characteristic or how you would be described?
1: uh super quirky okay um big music fan so that's and um i'm really big on just like stimulating conversations
3: perfect stimulating conversation quirky and music so however and those are just three things right so how so a saturday afternoon is me telling quirky jokes to friends listening to blah 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 so Mm Like you're telling a story and it's showing how everything is instead of saying, I'm quirky and I like this and I like that. It's not list-based. Tell a story. So when somebody can kind of stumble upon your profile, like they're reading a good book or it's a chapter to an interesting character, like think of yourself as a character in your real life and you're trying to, you know, portray that energy and the things that really matter to you. So that's one. Lead with that. Mm -hmm. so that's the about me but also lead with who you want to meet so i'm looking for blah 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 you are this 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 i think a lot of people miss the market okay great all about you what does he want what's he looking for Mm -hmm. so that's the other thing that i always include in all of my bios or when i write for a profile what do they want who are they what are they looking for because the the who you're looking for also has to give that very specific tone to a, to a degree where they're like, I hate music. I don't like sports. This is not my person. Like here, he's looking for somebody who, and sometimes women say, should I say I want family? Should I say I want kids? Well, if you don't say it, like, then you're going to be attracting guys that have no interest in, ki- well, mm-hmm. you didn't say you didn't want kids, right? So I'm much more about being intentional and being very specific so if you are going to write write with intention say what you want don't say what you don't want that's the other biggest mistake is to list this don't be a cheater no smokers no liars no no home wreckers i'm like oh, wow, you've had an interesting life. The
1: worst profiles, the worst profiles. <laughs> you've profile. been burned.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oops. We'll just swipe left on this Yeah. One. Yeah, so, and you know, you guys are laughing, but it's true because it's actually, people are airing their dirty laundry mm-hmm. uh, and their frustrations. Like, like it, it's such a Debbie Downer. You just yep. don't want, so that's the other thing is really look for where you can clean up. Any hint that that there's a negativity there. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. people are like, I'm I'm okay with sarcasm, but there's enough pain and and uh, rejection and and all kinds of things that are online that are just obvious if you're on the dating site. You don't need to highlight that you've been here and you're back and <laughs> <laughs> I did this once before, but I'm trying it out this time. I had no luck in 2010, but I'm back with a vengeance.
1: Oh, every other profile. I love it. (laughs)
2: And, you know, we actually do a segment, uh, because we like to end our shows with uh, certain segments. We actually have one called the Dating Hall of Shame. And these are profiles that we've come across in the past that we've screenshot and we're like, what were they thinking? Does this actually work? So uh, so as you were explaining it, I'm like, oh my gosh, remember all of those profiles that we've discussed and have seen and what were these people doing? What were they
3: thinking the outcome was going to be? So some of them are yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> it, and, and it's true because you're dumbfounded by what you're actually seeing. It's like, is. Uh, I, Is this a joke? Like, am I in the Twilight Zone? What's going on? Like, does this work? Like, (laughs) am I getting matches with this bio? Yes. (laughs) And you know, avoid especially when you think about even the times that we're in, right? Right. Um, you don't want to when you're when you're telling jokes or you're. I try to avoid things that can be um confrontational uh, that can be construed as racist uh anything that's controversial Mm -hmm. i mean unless you just unless you're just that person and and that's like literally what you're about and you're good with that yeah i just don't think that 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 that, that's the place for airing out your political leanings and and things of that nature right you're really Mm -hmm. looking to see who's a match for you um on, on all levels, lifestyle, attitude, values, goals. So I definitely like to focus on the positive. And sometimes people will think, well, it's not all positive. There's plenty of time to get to know the, the things that are not working well. And, uh, but it's certainly not on your dating profile. It's meant to attract someone, not yeah. repel. Like, those are such good tips. I love that.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, I have a question for you because I know we could talk to you like for literally hours. I feel like you're a wealth of information. Oh, <laughs> and even, really? even if we're not dating, I feel like we can learn so much from you. Um, oh, but yeah. I want to know if you have, like, I'm sure you have a bunch, but if you have like one, like of your favorite success stories of like someone you've helped that you can share with us.
3: Yes. Uh, I don't know if she'll be listening or not, but anyway, in 2016, I had a client, um, Toronto. She's actually 32 at the time. Um, she was getting ready to go on her date with a guy that she met on plenty of fish and I was managing her dating profile. So I had access to her account and everything on the way to the date or while she was at work, her phone fell in the toilet. No. So, so it was fried. She didn't have the guy's name. She didn't remember where they were meeting. She was really excited about connecting with this guy. And that date would have never happened. She called me and said, can you access my account? Tell me where my date is. Like she's in the, the Uber or in the car trying to figure out where to go. My phone's dead. I haven't communicated all. or I, like I dropped it in the toilet. I can't fix it. Help me. So I literally got the name, got the number, message from the app saying, I'm on my way, issues with my phone. She's now, they're married and they're expecting their baby this year. Oh, (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah, that thing would have never happened. It would have been in the toilet. So
1: (laughs) I would have gave up. I'm like, oh, this is a sign. Never mind. Whatever. Right?
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So no, it wasn't a sign. So that was a really, that was a really great story. Oh, love that. that. Don't give up, people.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's just toilet water. Don't give up.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) Okay, well, before we say goodbye to you, sadly, we want to give you an opportunity to just uh, plug your social media channels or where people can find more information so they can, you know, use use your
3: services or learn more from you.
2: Sure.
3: Well, I'm really easy to find. My website is carmeliaray.com. And all my socials are at Carmelia Ray. So whether that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, super easy. Um, for anybody who's listening, and I offer it on my Instagram, if you click the link in my bio, there's an invitation to do a free 15-minute Zoom call. Nice. And I'm happy to do a one-on-one Zoom. You're all welcome to book your calls. And we can talk about it. Whatever you want, even in relationships. I've actually been coaching singles through break, a couple I've I've been coaching people through breakups. I've been coaching couples going through like COVID crisis and all kinds of stuff. So whatever I can do to help you in your dating or relationship life, that's a free 15 minute Zoom call. You can download my book called Finding the One and I give some tips on um, how to find and attract a partner And that's how you can find me. So thank you so much for that. Cool. Yeah, we'll link everything in the description of this episode. Okay. Thank you. Cool. (laughs) All right. So you guys uh, are going to, if you ever, ever, if this goes well and and we're post-pandemic and you ever do a like in-person chat or fireside patio, just know I'm very, I love, I miss this. I would have loved <laughs> to be sharing a glass of wine and something with oh, you. Both. I know uh, sure. if that can happen at a future point, please invite for me. Sure. I'm happy to come and celebrate your podcast, uh, series. How long has this been now? Well, about a year and a half. Yeah.
2: Oh,
3: yeah. and so, so. and Lauren, you guys met, how long have you guys been dating your partners? Um, I've been
0: dating my boyfriend for like um a year and two months. Okay,
3: and Lauren, uh, like eight or nine months ish. Okay, and they were both on a dating app. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. See, there's hope, people. There's hope. (laughs) (laughs) There's hope. And Carly, Magic Mike, I better be listening to you too. So (laughs) (laughs) I know we have some work to do.
2: I'll see you off camera. <laughs> Absolutely, I think so. I, I think I need it. it. I think I need well, Carly it.
1: Carly
0: and Mike have a pact.
2: So if <laughs> there, but what tell me, what is it? What is it?
1: Are so they single? Go ahead.
2: go ahead. Tell if me. If We're not. If we are both single, by do we? It was forty-five originally, but I think yeah, we might 45. have lowered it to forty because we're getting. <laughs> dead you lowered it. it. Um, it's true. Are we you like, just choosing you know each other? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, we're like okay. you know what we're just gonna like get married no um, how
3: old are you guys how old are you guys i'm 33 carly 30. 30. oh god the rest Ten, of time, yeah. now. 10 years from now all right well you know a matchmaker we'll so you want to hook it up yeah I know. yeah i love it i know you might be right. out of luck, carly.
1: You might be out of luck.
3: <laughs> bye <laughs> bye
1: thank you carmelia
3: thank
2: you You're so welcome. much bye, bye. <laughs> Oh, I love her. That was cool, right? She just like made me feel so happy. Like I loved talking to her.
1: You needed that, right? I think we all needed that. That was good.
2: All right. So we have said goodbye to our lovely guest. We hope you enjoyed her. And now it's time for our segment before we say goodbye for the whole week. So this segment is something a little new. Um, I'm going to name it swipe right, swipe right, swipe left. Basically, we have a few different scenarios um, Carly and I have come up with that we want to know if we would swipe right or swipe left to this scenario or person. Um, So Carly, do you want to kick us off with the first one? I guess we should determine the order we're going to go in. Carly's going to say the first one. Then let's do Mike, Asal, and me. Okay. Love that. Okay guys. Okay. So I'm going to kick things off. So let's say I come like I come across a guy and this has happened all too many times. Great bio. It's pretty original. I mean, it's giving me a glimpse into their personality, but that bio ends with, Oh, I'm six feet, whatever, because apparently that matters. And I'm like, okay, you think you're part, you think it, you think it matters because you're part of the six foot club. It's only the guys who are six feet and above who are fucking putting this in their bios, first of all. And I'm like, stop it. Like, I I actually do want to like address like heightism. And I don't know, maybe it's like the older Carly is just like sick of it, but it's, like we need to stop. We need to give everybody a fighting chance, regardless of their height. <laughs> Yo, people can't help it. Don't put that in your profile and I know what you're doing. You think that it's gonna put you ahead. I'm not gonna lie. When I see that, I go from the Atlantic Ocean to the Sahara Desert in a minute, like in a in a matter of seconds. So maybe it's just me, but I'm swiping left. Okay, Mike. <laughs>
1: yeah swipe left yeah
2: um i would also swipe left i mean i don't like i do not i don't like when people do it for sure uh-huh. but i don't, I don't think it's like a. I don't think it's a deal breaker if someone writes apparently that matters like that specific line so it's am so
1: lame it. to me but yeah fine that's fair
2: yeah like it's but- not like i i don't mind like but ladies, yeah. like, how often did you see that when you were on the dating apps? It was just, oh, it was yeah. like, all the time. It was, like, a virus. It was, Still. like, a pandemic before COVID began. It was, like, gotta be six it's feet. feet. Like, it also away. bothers me because, like, there's an option to just put your height in your profile. So just put it in yeah. your profile and, like, don't put it as part of your bio.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But for sure. Um, okay, want me to do one? Yeah. hmm So... He says he isn't looking for something serious on his profile, but, and so, so he says that he's not looking for something serious and say you are, um, but all his photos and prompts that he spelled out point to him being your soulmate. Like you were convinced this person is the one from Mm -hmm. their profile. Do you swipe left or do you swipe right? I'm going to swipe right. Oh, okay. okay, and he and he and here's why. Um, when uh, to be honest, like I do obviously look at like what they're looking for, but to be to be, but if if I was convinced that their answers and their prompts were very much somebody that I was, you know, curious about. I mean, all that it takes is the right person to make somebody go mm-hmm. from being single into a relationship. You could be that person. So I'm just saying. I would swipe right and just uh, see what happens. Of course, I'd go in knowing that this person is not looking for a serious relationship, and uh-huh. I would not. I'm not saying that I'd have that mentality to be like oh, I can change them. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's just like maybe once they meet you, and once you know you're like, and you don't know at this point if this person's going to be the one for you. But I think it's worth meeting to see, and you never know, yeah, know. Maybe totally. it'll just like vibe, and the chemistry will be there, and it's like, shit, I wasn't looking for anything, but you came along.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm swiping right.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. I feel like it differs from, and I don't. I could catch a lot of flack for it. I feel like it does differ between like men and women. Um, I feel like if a guy's posting that and he says not looking for anything serious, but he is like, you no, know, checking off all the things <laughs> on your boxes and stuff like that, I would just like take him at his word. If like you know, if he's saying he's not, yeah. Gonna, like yeah, uh, he's not looking for anything serious. He just got to take it as that. Um, Whereas I feel like with women, it could be different, but mm-hmm. mm, there's a,
2: so what's your answer?
1: Drum roll. I want to <laughs> say you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. So yeah, I'd swipe right.
0: Nice. Hey? I don't know, Mike, if I agree with that.
1: That's Mike. okay. You don't have to, even though I'm right. But yeah. No.
0: <laughs> point of view, but I would swipe right. Um, similar to what Carly said, like I wouldn't go into it being like, I can change your mind, but like mm-hmm. it can happen. And like, I do really believe that people change their idea of what they want based on like finding that right person. Like maybe they really don't want anything serious, but they, yeah, they meet the right girl and they change their mind. But um, if they check off all the little boxes and they've answered all the questions and they sound like my soulmate, I will for sure give them a chance. I'll swipe yeah, right. yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel like this one's like hard. Cause like, I feel like if I was still on dating apps, I'd probably just swipe. I'd probably not even make it past that first line that says I'm not looking for something serious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I realistically probably swipe left, but I mean, yeah, like I I definitely probably swiped right on people like that, that I'm just like curious to talk to Exactly. and just go in with no intention of like taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay, Carly hit us with another one. Okay. So honestly, like, I think there's a trend here. Um, Okay. So the next is you, there's a guy and he is super cute, like really great pick, but they put their Myers-Briggs result in their fucking profile. And it's like, <laughs> I'm an ENTF. And I'm like, okay, cool. Nobody knows what that means. Nobody is going to research. Like, are you an ENTF? And what, I'm going to take the Myers-Briggs test and spend 30 minutes of my of my life finding out if we're compatible. And I'm an INTJ. Like, Who's going to do that? I don't Uh, see the point of it. And I think there's a very specific type of person that does that. And I think they're very similar to like the, like not very similar, but I think there are some commonalities between them and like the highest men that I mentioned previously. Anyway, I guess what I'm asking guys is would you swipe right? Or do you swipe left? And like, let's just like, I'm talking about the guys who like literally they just put their results in there. Like, I'm sure we've all seen it and nothing else. Hey, john66 yes. six, six, entfp xyz whatever the fuck i'm like i've also done this quiz like a hundred times and i never remember what my results are so like i never, never understand how people are like yes okay these are my four letters and I, they remember them like i don't know. anyways I- but
1: nfp but yeah anyways go ahead
2: <laughs> Mike um, um, tell yes. us i would you swipe right or left? <laughs> well, no
1: carly has to go
2: okay Carly oh, oh ladies and gentlemen i'm swiping left <laughs> yeah that was an obvious get, one thing get out of here <laughs> uh, okay like
1: i swipe right and but it's not because like i know exactly what it is like if you just put like E E E N F whatever it is like that it's not like i remember i've memorized exactly what that really means but i'll swipe right sure it's the fact that you kind of took something into effort to kind of figure out like your personality and stuff like that it can be a conversation piece but yeah i'll swipe right
2: um yeah i'd swipe right Yeah, i don't think i would swipe no to this person just because of that so i'd probably swipe right but i if they started the conversation with like what's your yeah whatever results i'd be like <laughs> unmatched
1: oh jesus
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay i'm gonna do one more and then we'll call it a day cool um okay he only has photos with friends, but all of his friends are hot. So every single photo oh, of the group, every single one. person is hot in it. Oh man. Or or girl for Mike. Uh, you know what, Lauren? Um I'm big on I think you should always lead with um the best photo that really encapsulates like who you are um and that's a solo photo and it's not with you and friends and if all of your photos are with friends I don't know who you are yeah I'm gonna swipe left like I'm happy that you have such a booming social life with a photographer always on hand but you're probably not for me so left
1: yeah I'm I'm swiping left as well like if I'm looking at a picture of you but my eyes also like going this way looking at your friend I'm like that's problematic right there (laughs) right off the bat my focus isn't even on you so I'm just like, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, left. Right.
2: Uh,
0: um, I might swipe right just for fun because they're
1: hot. Sounds
2: boring. <laughs> yeah. You're drunk at a party and you're just like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think I would probably like in any other scenario, if I wasn't like drunk or something, probably mm-hmm. swipe left. Yeah. but That's fair. Guys, That's I, have, fair. I have a really, I have a really quick question. What's up? Yeah. So, what about people... Okay, I have seen this line so many times. Mm. I am literally going to throw my phone into the street. <laughs> but someone's like, I can make minute rice in 59 seconds. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, what is that? Like, it- Shut the fuck up. I don't... <laughs> like, it's not witty. It's not original. I've seen it so many times. I'm like, these guys must have, like, a Reddit thread going, be, like, hot tips for Bumble profiles tell a girl you can like a minute rice in 59 seconds because it sounds witty and i'm like you sound like an idiot but okay (laughs) like no girl no girl's gonna be like oh that's funny especially when you see it 20 times a day there is another line too i can't remember what it was now but we had talked about it in like an episode last year at some point and i was like i've seen it in so many profiles and we could not for the life of us figure out where these people like got this from like if it was from a movie if it was like I don't know. It's like people just see other people's profile and they're like, oh, that's clever. I don't know what to write in my profile. Mm -hmm. And we should send them this episode because we got a lot of hot tips in this episode. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I
1: don't know know where it's from. I don't know if it's from like a meme or something like that, but that's such a weird thing to say.
2: No, it's stupid. (laughs) Dumb. Stupid. We're over it. (laughs) Okay, guys, guys, does it look like I have a bionic eye? Look how the lights affecting. <laughs> oh, girl! Yeah, you actually it. do. <laughs> oh, creepy. <laughs> creepy. Creepy. <laughs> okay, I okay, have to like, edit this out because nobody can <laughs> <will laughs> see me. in My bionic eye. I'm like, bionic please bionic blink, eye. please, please <laughs> blink. <laughs> we're losing it, so we're gonna leave. Thank you for listening. <laughs> You can stay around if you want, but uh, we're ending <laughs> this episode here. <laughs> um, please make sure to subscribe, leave us a review, send us an email, a DM, whatever your heart desires.
1: Show some love. Thank you. Share us Show a little us bit. Show us some love. Yeah.
2: Until next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Somebody Date Us. And make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode.